0: Episode 39 Thinking Big and Acting Small. You're listening to the Game Changers with Jason Jennings Leadership Lessons in Speed, Productivity, Growth, Innovation, and Reinvention. Now, here's worldwide best selling author and speaker, Jason Jennings, and your host, Dale Dixon. Welcome to The Game Changers. It is the podcast leading highly principled people to their full potential. I'm your host, Dale Dixon. We are with Jason Jennings. Jason, great to be
1: with you today. Uh, Great to be with you today, and I'm kind of dangerous because instead of my cappuccino, it's uh, been a couple of jolts. Uh Uh-oh. All right. So the caffeine is flowing, uh,
0: which is great because I want to go back to one of your books, Think Big, Act Small. Where did that title come from?
1: Well, I should probably tell you where all the titles come from. Uh, they, they don't come from me. Uh, I come up with a subject, uh, productivity, speed, growth, uh, innovation, reinvention. And then we figure out uh, how we're going to quantify companies and performance. And then we identify companies. Then we gain access to companies. And it's always sometime uh, in the process of the research uh, that the title occurs to us. I mean, it just lands in our lap. And, and it never comes from me. And it never comes from one of my researchers. Uh, it comes from the people we are interviewing. A- and that was the story with uh, Think Big, Act Small. And here's the story. Uh, Think Big, Act Small, for those of, the, uh, those of our listeners who are not familiar with the book, uh, profiled originally, the original edition, profiled the only 10 companies in America uh, who had grown organically, double digits every year in the top line and every year in the bottom line for 10 years. Without a Miss, uh, between 2005, I'm sorry, between uh, 1995 and 2005. Uh, then we went back uh, because so many people still buy the book. Uh, we went back in like 2009 or 2010, I'm sorry, and we studied another five years. So these are the only companies who have grown organically double digits every year uh, for 15 years in a row, both in the top line and in the bottom line. So when you're researching a book, uh, it's, it's a huge Flurry of activity. Uh, I'm on the road. My researchers are on the road. We're flying all over the place. Generally, I've got a researcher with me. And and I so well recall where the title Think Big, Act Small came from. Uh, It had been one of those flurries of activities and airplanes and mad dashes for airplanes and and intense interviewing and hoping all the recorders were working. And uh, finally, I, I was back home in the San Francisco Bay Area and I had done most of my interviews at Sonic Drive-In, uh, a most remarkable company, and I, I was going to have one final pickup interview with, with Patty Moore, who was the president of the company, and she was presenting to an investment analyst company in San Francisco. So I, had, I, so I snuck about three more hours of her time. So we finally got together early one evening at about six o'clock uh, in her hotel room, and we sat down, and I said, Patty... And it's a question I often ask. What's the magic? What is the magic that's allowed Sonic, I mean, to have this most incredible growth uh, for not 10 or 15 years, but for 20 or 25 years? Uh, wh- wh- is, there, is there magic? Now, I don't believe there ever is magic. Uh, but she looked at me very pertly and said, well, that's very simple. Of course there's magic. And I said, there is? What is it? And she said, the magic is... That at Sonic, we think very big, but we act very, very small. She said when, st- when people start acting big, they're going to be in a toboggan ride downhill. And so what happened, Dale, this is the neat part of the story. I went, think big, act small. Oh, my God, I've got a title. And so uh, I came home after that several-hour interview, and, and I jumped on my desktop, and I began emailing the other companies who were profiled in the book uh, because by the time you spend days interviewing somebody you develop a, a relationship with them it might be tough to get in originally but once you're in you're in like Flynn and, and I hold these people very close to me and so I sent an email to all of them saying you know I think we might have a title for the book think big act small and almost immediately people started pinging me back with well, that's a brilliant statement. Here's a memo that my father first issued 35 years ago, that we will always think big and we will always act small. And somebody else, always, somebody else, somebody else said, that's always been our motto. It's one of the things we talk about here all the time. And, and so that's where that title came from. And, and I thought that's what we'd talk a little bit about uh, today. Um, you know, there are basically four variations in the theme. Uh, number one, I, I, I suppose you could think small, and act small. But if you're going to think small and act small, uh, where in the hell is that going to get you? Uh, who I mean, wants to I, do that? Well, yeah. uh, believe it or not, there are people. I mean, if you own some small little uh, candle shop in some small little town and you're the great Mother Earth uh, and you cast all of your candles and sand and you've never wanted anything more than to eke out an existence, and I'm not going to judge that. Uh, but that's what you end up with. I mean, you don't you don't make yourself financially independent. You don't make anybody else financially independent. Uh, You don't provide gainful employment that gets people anyplace. You're not making the world necessarily a better place. Uh, But there are those companies that think small and act small. And they're not uh,
0: listening to the game changers. And they're not listening to the game changers.
1: Okay, then, then, and I remember from Main Street and Dale. I bet you know some of these people. They think small. But they act big. They act big. They, they have delusions of adequacy. And if you're thinking small and acting big, it means that you're a blowhard. And you're full of stories that nobody's going to listen to anyway. So if you're thinking small but you're acting big, you know, you're just swashbuckling around town. I mean, but there's no substance there. So we don't even need to discuss that one anymore. And then there's thinking big and acting big, which inevitably – gets companies in trouble. Dale, the proposition of business is so essentially very simple. It is very, very simple. But it's us, it's it's people who muck it up. And we create these huge hierarchies. And we create all of these rules, I mean, for the two or three percent of the people that need rules, but we start applying them to everybody. And we've got big, thick employee handbooks. And we have endless meetings. And we need a strategy for this and a strategy for that. And all of a sudden, I mean, what have you got? You, you've got something that's out of control. So thinking big and acting big will, will eventually and ultimately get you in trouble. Uh, so when you heard Patty
0: say – say, think big, act small, and then immediately you started what I heard you say, you immediately started thinking back to all those other businesses that you interviewed, and you saw the common theme there. So you sent the email out confirmed that. What are some of the specific things that you see those, those 10 businesses doing in to think big
1: and act small? Well, number one, uh, Dale, they are authentically humble. Uh, It is palpable. Uh, it is absolutely palpable. The air is just fresher I- inside these companies uh, because of their absolute humility. Uh, number two, uh, they share all the knowledge with all the people. There are no closed doors. I mean, there's no politics. There's nobody climbing up a ladder with their nose up the bum of the person and the rung ahead of them. There's absolutely no need for that. Uh, in all of these companies, uh, we found uh, absolutely no... Superficial uh, uh, distinctions uh, whatsoever. We didn't find any big offices. We didn't find any fancy homes. We didn't find any fancy cars. I mean, we just uh, found people. Uh, I mean, wearing khaki slacks and a, a polo shirt and driving a several year old, probably domestic car, most of them. I, I find it fascinating that most of the companies in the book uh, were located actually in the heartland uh, of America, where I, I would suggest to you that the Ethics and the work ethic is still a little bit stronger than in most geographic areas. Um, They're committed to making everything better for everyone. Uh, They're not sucking the company dry in the interest of accumulating vast wealth for themselves. Uh, They understand they have four constituencies. Uh, They have themselves, um, the shareholder or the owner. Uh, They have all of the employees. They have their vendors and suppliers and they have their customers. And, and they understand that their job is to take care of all of those members of the constituencies. Uh, they, they keep their hands dirty all the time. They understand that the only place it counts to be is in front of a customer saying, what else can we do for you? What, what, what else hurts where we can make the pain go away? Uh, what else can we do for you that would make you a hero? What else can we do for you that would make you grow? And, and they're fearless about growth. They understand that if the organization is not growing, uh, there's no better tomorrows f- for anybody than today. So they understand that growth is a given. I mean, it's not, it's not that it would be nice if growth happens. They understand that growth absolutely has to happen for everyone. And then most importantly, or as importantly, is they're accessible to everyone. I mean, they're not hiding behind a door someplace. Uh, they're very accessible. That is a list, each item on that list,
0: enough for us to do an individual podcast. I mean, sharing information, accessibility, uh, getting rid of the superficial distinctions, they're working hard to make everything better, they're coaches and they're mentors, they're called to serve and they know their four constituencies, and they don't serve one constituency to the detriment of another. You didn't say that, but I heard that in what you were saying, that they're not helping one group and making another pay for it.
1: No, and I mean, as you see, as it happens so often in business, very short-sighted people in business act first and foremost in the interest of themselves or in the interest of the shareholder, and that's extraordinarily short-sighted. I I, I believe a number of episodes, and somebody should go back and listen to it, where I talked about Mike Long, the CEO of of Aero Electronics, when I said to him, I said, all you talk about is growth, 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 growth. I said, is your shareholder so greedy? And he looked at me like I fell off the back of a turnip truck. And he said, uh, companies that act first and foremost in the interest of their shareholders do stupid things. Uh, They lay off people. They shut down factories. They slash product offerings. And so the challenge inside these companies is they understand they have employees. They have to make everything better for all of them. Customers make everything better for all of them. Vendors and suppliers make everything better for all of them and the shareholder, where they make everything better for all of them. And as Mike Long told me, to show you how far, I mean, the proof of the pudding is in the tasting. And and I hear this so often because there are so many great companies out there. But as the uh, U.S. economy uh, was entering the last huge economic downturn, and at Aero Electronics that really lagged uh, by about a year, um, Long gathered his top couple of hundred people, and he said, you know what? He said if we all gave up 10 or 20% uh, of our incomes, he said we would not have to lay one person off. And guess what? Uh, when the economy gets better and it's going to, then we would not have to go through a very costly round of recruitment and training. Let's just give up some of our income and keep everybody on board. Uh, that that's was my us. Co- that was not you. If you'll give up 10% of your
0: income, yep. it was us collectively. Yep. Yeah.
1: yep. Yep. And and that's what they did. And I love the
0: I love the idea of getting your hands dirty. That is such a that's a core theme that is throughout all of your books. And it's so important for businesses to wrap their heads around.
1: What else would you rather do than sit down with a customer and say, what else itches that I could scratch? What else causes you pain that I can fix? What else could I do to make you very successful? I mean, what, what other question would you rather ask? I know.
0: That's that's the one. And Jason Jennings, you have uh, sent us off into another week with a great list of things to do to make our game-changing things to do to make our businesses better. Thank you so much for that. We want to encourage folks. You can pick up the book. You can read it yourself. That uh, revised edition of Think Big, Act Small uh, is wherever books are sold. And you can also let us know what you think of the podcast by going to uh, iTunes, uh, go, go online, uh, do a search for it, write a review. Be sure to rate it in iTunes. That way, we ask you to do that so that more people can get a chance to see this material, hear this material. It'll rise higher in the rankings, and we would. Uh, we just want it's a, it's a free service, and we want businesses to succeed, and uh, we think there's some great material here, and by you rating and ranking it in iTunes pushes it higher up on the list so more people get exposed to it. We definitely appreciate you doing that, and we're, we're going to start reading off the names of people who do leave a review, so we'd love to say thank you to
1: you on the podcast. Jason, any, any last words? I uh, look forward to seeing you next week. It's uh, going to be another week off to uh, Washington, D.C. for a big speech. and Then uh, hopefully I'll find some warmth eventually in uh, Phoenix for another speech. I'm, I'm working on the brand-new book. Uh, one podcast coming up, we'll uh, talk about some of the new research and some of the new chapters going into the new book. And uh, so we're everybody's out there. Uh, Just looking for the good in everybody else and trying to make the world a better place. Sounds
0: like you are living what you're preaching in making everything better for everybody. Thank you so much. You have a safe travel, and we will talk to you next week.
1: Take care, my friend.